You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. morning. I felt like the longest intro. (laughs) I was sitting here for like... Ten minutes waiting for the intro really? to start. Really? Well, ten minutes? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, normally, normally I can hear the music coming out of your earphones. Oh, I couldn't yeah. then, so I was just sitting there awkwardly. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. didn't know it was playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, here we are. We're here. <laughs> it played. You guys doing all right? Yep. Yes, yep. Mm-hmm. How are you? <laughs> you good? I mean, I'm good. I'm good. It's just, you know, I'm trying to, like, yeah. There's a lot going on in the world today, but we ain't getting into that. Not today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe another time, so... Yeah, what's the topic? <laughs> Are we really going to jump right in? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, let's do that. All right. So um, today we wanted to talk about what to do when you spent resources and time on a goal that didn't produce the fruit you intended. So I'm assuming we've all done that before. Heck no. No? Never. No. <laughs> Whatever. Simon has. <laughs> Quit and go home. That's what you do. All right, guys, thanks for watching. (laughs) It's like our last episode of uh, Just Try It. (laughs) Just Try It. Oh, man. Uh, Has this this happened to you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'd I'd say it's it's something that I'm mentally processing right now as well, as we go on. Um, with With the football ministry, this year's just been such a weird year. And then the way that it's all planned out, I mean, the way that you kind of foresee it ending as well. is mm-hmm. is hard to get your head around. It's hard to process. Um, so basically, to give to explain the situation, um, because there's no schools mm-hmm. at the moment, the kids have got nothing else to do. So kids have been coming to training. Uh, so we've got really high numbers. Like in the first group, we have like 50 kids, and in well. the second group, we have about 30 to 40 kids. So we see between 70, 80 kids each day, um, which is like triple the numbers yeah. of what we got last year obviously because those kids were at school i think also it's important to explain that here in bolivia they separate the day so some kids go to school in the morning yeah. and some kids go yeah. in the afternoon most schools have a morning school and then the evening school will be um if it's a public school it's usually the same school morning and evening they just have two different schedules of classes if it's a private school uh the morning sometimes will be the private school and then the afternoon will be rented out by another school yeah and so yeah sorry yeah, and so the majority, obviously, yeah, nearly all the kids that come to football training go to school in the morning, um, and then they would they come to us in the afternoon. So, we, you know, we would get like 20, 30 kids uh, when schools were on. But obviously, because there haven't been schools, that's where kids have been coming, because there's nothing else for them to do. Uh, so we've been able to provide a service for them, um, exercise, teams, or whatever. It's just a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, but you, you get to the point where you realize, okay, this isn't the reality of what it's going to be like yeah. next year. So all this work that we're putting in this year is great, but 60, 70% of those kids won't be back next year because they will be in school yeah. in the afternoon. So it's hard to like process that, okay, you spent the last three, four months, however long it is, um, building these relationships with these, with these young people, um, pouring your time, pouring your effort, getting to know them, um, winning their trust, earning their respect, all that kind of thing. Um, and then at some point it's just going to end. And especially like now that it's, it's switched to rainy season, a lot of the kids just won't come during rainy season if it's raining. Um, so there's a chance that there's a, some of the kids that you've, just, that you've spent the last three, four months with, you, I might not see again until I come back in a year's time um, because you know, they won't come during rainy season and then they'll be back at school when school starts again. Um, and then I'll be back to the UK and then come back. And so it's just that weird, mm-hmm. that weird mental process of like, okay, that could be it. The, yeah. the relationship that I've built, the time that you've put in for those last three months, that could be it for some of those kids, you know, because I don't know where they live. Yeah. You can't just turn up to their house and be like, hey, you haven't come to football or you're at school now, so I just want you to continue this. Uh, you know, you can't just do that. Um, and so, yeah, it's this, that, that weird concept of like, okay, like how, where do you take this now? Like how, how much further uh, can, you, can you invest in this? Yeah. And so, yeah, like, it, that's the hardest part is when you're doing it and you're like, uh. Where's this going? <laughs> like, How's this ending Because like, sometimes you don't even get to do it. But, like, and I would argue that it's even, it feels even worse when you're doing it and it doesn't 
Like, because, yeah, exactly what you're thinking is, yeah, I'm going to go, but, like, <laughs> you know, like, we're exactly like you said, where's this going? What is the out? Like, what is, is this all for not, mm-hmm. you know? And obviously, I mean, you know, something will come of it, at some, but it maybe not the goal of the program and yeah. stuff. And then, too, yeah. Yeah, it, it holds the program back, too, because the kids who are going to be there next year, oh, you guys do afternoons, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the kids who are going to be there won't i mean they you know what i mean they, they're held back because there's 60 million other kids there so mm. you can't get like repetitions and even like but like i think your perspective is more relationship building yeah i think uh like the, uh, the other guy's perspective is is just more like like kind of whatever happens happens like you know what i mean whoever yeah. comes comes and so like and so i i think you're seeing i know you're seeing it from a different perspective than him and so you're seeing you're you're more um not pained like it's not like you're like oh my gosh there's so many like you know (laughs) but equally like i I think it bothers you more because of the relational aspect and not being able to and and, you know what i mean and so um yeah yeah because i mean it is that it's how how you worded it in the in the question like what's the fruit of this Mm -hmm. you know and uh, i'm always driven and and work towards goals and have aims and expectations for the ministries that i'm involved in and then it's kind of like for some of these kids, the fruit will just be when they see me in the city, they'll say hi. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, man, four months. And yeah. like, that's, that's what you can get to with some of these kids. And it's just, some of these kids, it won't be that low. Some of them, it will be much higher uh, because it's the, like, some of them I have been able to build deeper relationships with, um, have been able to support in other ways. Um, and we'd like to think that somehow that would continue. Um, I don't know what that looks like, whether it means trying to find a way where I can get more involved in the school uh, mm-hmm. and open doors that way. Because if you already know a large percentage, because a lot of them go to the same school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so if you already know a large number of the students then and we've been to that school before, then mm-hmm. maybe there are doorways there to explore in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is that it is that mental process of being like, okay, four months of work and my fruit is, they say hi whenever they see me in the yeah. city so it's like yeah now do you do you guys feel that when we do come across a project or a goal that doesn't end well and i say well because we didn't reach the goals we intended to reach um or produce the fruit we wanted to do you feel a, a certain responsibility to explain that to supporters or do you just say okay let's put it into this and re reorganize re-strategize and then announce the newer project or i don't know yeah, I mean, yeah, I think if you raise money and stuff for it, then yeah, you, I mean, you, mm-hmm. yeah, I say like it didn't work out or it's not time yet or whatever, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. um, which is a tough thing to do. But, I mean, pride is always involved in like, you know, and it's, yeah, pride is always a bad thing, but it's not like you'd have to be an egomaniac for that to bother you. You know what I mean? Like it, even, even if you're like intentions or it still hurts, like, cause you, at, at, at the end of everything, I think what we want to be to supporters and to everybody, but specifically to supporters, is trustworthy. We want them to be able to trust us and to want to pour into our ministry and to want to be, you know. And so, you know, I mean, I think you, if you raise money for a project and don't do it, you kind of feel like, I don't, maybe some people feel like this, but the majority probably don't really feel like this, but you feel like, your credibility level has gone way down with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But equally, you have a decision to make in that moment of like, okay, let's say for let's just say for example, your credibility level has gone down because you didn't do what you were trying to do or whatever. If you don't expose that or confront that or confess that or whatever, it's not even a sin. It's just that explaining what didn't work out to your partners. If you have a partner in business and we're supposed to be doing something, we don't do it. You talk to them in that way. And this isn't a business, but equally partners, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially in particular, th- you know, particular projects or whatever. But if that doesn't work out for whatever reason and people have sewn into that, I think, yeah, you have to tell them that, you know, that's one of the choices you have because it's either that choice or don't tell them and be secretive about it. And now you really have lost credibility. Like yeah. even if you, ha- you know what I mean? Hadn't before. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I th- it, you have to you have to communicate with people, but I think cultivating relationships with your supporters uh, goes a long way as well to where they're in touch and so they understand. Like, I talked to some of some of my some of our supporters are like my closest friends now. Mm-hmm. when they first start supporting, 
it wasn't that we weren't friends, we just weren't that close. But over the years, we've gotten really close, and I share with them pretty much everything that's going on, a good, bad, and ugly, prayer, you know, whatever. And that's super helpful because they know my heart at the end of the day. So yeah. it's not like this guy that I met one time that came to my church, I'm giving money to his ministry, yeah. and now he's not doing what he said he was going to do. And so it's kind of like, uh, do I want to keep doing this? Yeah. But if it's people that you've cultivated friendships with, and they know you, man, like you spent time with them, and or maybe not even a ton physically, but just spending time talking to them and stuff like that, and building a friendship, they, they know your heart, and they know where you come from, and they know your weaknesses and struggles as well. And so it's a lot easier for them to, like, you know, see where you're coming from or, or whatever, or determine that. And so, um, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's definitely necessary to, sh- to share with people that. But I think there's, there's a lot of pieces that can make it better or easier and, and, you know, definitely make yourself more trustworthy. Or, you know, again, when they know, they can, un- they can just understand. It's like you can say that, hey, we're going to do a, a festival here and whatever in December, whatever. Can you help us with $100, whatever. But then, like... If you say like it's rainy season or whatever, like people, and then but you've like shared and you talk to people about like how muddy it gets. I don't know, whatever. I'm just I'm making yeah. some up in the moment, so it's not may not make perfect sense. But like, and then you're like, oh, we couldn't do it because the rain. If a person doesn't have context, they're gonna be like, okay, just do it next weekend because we don't technically have rainy season in the states. Or just do it, take it indoors or something. Yeah, 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 yeah stuff yeah. like that. But so. That's why we do content. That's why we do videos until my phone camera started messing up. It's just content, content, content. It's re- content is really um, exposing like everything that we kind of giving people a mental picture and idea of the way things do work and don't work here as compared to or contrast with the way they work in, in the United States for us. And obviously for you, it would be England and stuff. And so for me, that's why the social media stuff is important because, yeah, I build relationships with uh, a lot of as many supporters as I can. Not because they support, because they're good people. And we met through or we connected deeper through partnering. But um, but obviously you can't do that with everybody and some people that you don't know or whatever. So you're just exposing everything and just kind of introducing them to where we live, what it's like, uh, what we're doing and what it's like to try to do stuff. Like uh, we were doing the church remodel thing. And one of my uh, one of my friends wrote me and was like, man, I didn't realize how hard it was to get one thing like just. Because one day we went out to buy stuff and we were on a, on a video or something and like we just we spent all morning out trying to find like it's something so simple, mm-hmm. something you go to Lowe's or Home Depot or Walmart or whatever and get just like literally 10 minutes. And here it took us, you know, hours and you had to go to another place to get the other part and whatever. And he was like, man, I didn't know. I didn't realize how hard it was to accomplish something so simple. And so it's not like feel sorry for us, but just giving an understanding of the mm-hmm. of the context and yeah. perspective, because had we raised money to do the church thing. People be like, "Oh, you finished the church yet? You ain't been like." And, and I don't think they're being like mean by doing that, but equally, you know, they gave the money to do it, so they want to see it done. Mm-hmm. But they don't understand that. Oh, we got to go to Santa Cruz to get. You know what I mean? Like, and like, so now we got to fly somewhere or take a you know fifteen hour bus ride, and if it rains, it may be a forty hour bus ride, you know, or whatever. And like, no, like people don't understand that. And they won't understand that. So it's your job to present that yeah. to them, even before the like the moment of saying like, oh, this didn't work out because such and such, which is great. You, you owe them that. But it's much better if you have this backdrop and connection with the people where they understand like where you work things at, at very at the very least that they can understand prior that things here don't work like they work there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or or have to or or like they would ask, like, well, why are you fixing the toilet and building the stage yeah. and painting the walls. Yeah, why are like, you learning to work with cement? Are you just like that? You know <laughs> well, what I mean? Why don't you hire here? We have money for you. Why don't you hire someone? Yeah. It's just not that easy. Yeah, it's not simple. <laughs> like nothing is simple, and that's the. And I'm I, I'm not making excuses because there are times when it just it just things just don't work out. It is what it is. Yeah. But um, no, I think it's important to take a position of of we didn't fail. We tried something and it didn't work out the way we, we intended it. Yeah. Because because I guess if you look at the definition of it, you failed. But not, yeah, I, I don't say, want yeah. you to take on the I don't want the I want burden. people to not to take on that that identity like man that that weight of man this failed and I you know I feel bad because people supported us because I spent all year trying to build something that just didn't build, you know Yeah. <laughs> uh, and sometimes we do fa- I mean it is what yeah, it is. Sometimes yeah. we fail. Like Yeah I mean it just is what it is. But uh, People understand because people fail too, you know what I mean? And so it's like, 
But the thing is, is like, I don't know, just first learn from your failures. But then two, equally like, man, think before you launch into a project. Make sure it's something that you want to do and that you want to be committed to. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, we've seen that too, you know, it's like people, you know, and I guess that's in general. People will come on the mission field or whatever and then get and realize, like, oh, I don't really want to do this. Mm. Like three months in. Yeah. Like, and that, that, that's, that's fair and that's fine. But then it's hard to, like, just go back home because all these people, you know, so you get trapped. Yeah. I but, remember. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say you get trapped. But then you continue. So you continue on for, you know, 18 more months or whatever. And it's just miserable for you, miserable for everyone who knows you and whatever, you know. And it just it turns into yeah, a mess. Yeah, that's true. Now, I remember uh, a time in our lives where I felt extreme guilt. We had just left Bolivia and we knew, well, we were preparing left to leave. Bolivia? Is we what you just say? Left, from, left from Bolivia okay. to uh, the United States and we were like trying to figure out where our next steps would be. And Ramon was like, man, an option would be Panama. And I had. Oh, yeah, nobody knows about that. <laughs> nobody knows about the Panama. I mean, option. he did his research, you know, and talked to me all about the diversity, the needs, you know, the cost of living, all of that. And I had presented the Dominican Republic because I had been um, doing research on um, child trafficking and sex trafficking in that industry and where the hotspots were. And, and he did say Panama. Did you say Panama was one of them, right? I, I can't remember. I can't remember. But the Dominican Republic was definitely one of them. And so I, I felt, you know, like, man, this is a, sh a good option. And, and, and so we had to, as a, as a married couple, come to uh, an agreement on, like, where are we going to go, you know? And I don't know how we did end up, you know, deciding on the Dominican Republic. Uh, go ahead. Like, so I was, re I really wanted to go to Panama. Yeah. Like, I never even said this, like, to you. So I'm talking about, yeah, like, you know, like. I really, like, I was really set on, but, like, honestly, just, like, prayed about it and stuff, and, like, it was, like, you know, I, I don't know, I just, I was, like, oh, like, I don't know, through prayer and stuff, and it wasn't like I had a, we talked about this the other day, it wasn't like I had this, like, angel wake me up in the middle of the night, but, I you know, I just was, like, man, I felt like that's where we were supposed to go, mm -hmm. and so... And I just, um, and you were saying, like, if you're going to start on something, make sure you really plan on it and, and don't just jump into a project. And this is a time where I feel like we really planned on it. We did our research uh, on cost of living and all everything, you know, like even down to the items we needed, beds and all of that. Um, and and Ramon had, had agreed that, okay, we'll go to the Dominican Republic and it's going to be for this work that I felt so passionately be, passionately be about. And, I mean, fast forward, we move there. Fast forward a year later, we leave there, you know. And I just, I carried this huge guilt that this year, all of these expenses and the time that we missed with family because his brother was sick, I just thought, man, I really missed, <laughs> I missed it. And I was able to somehow, you know, convince my husband that this was a, a great idea and our supporters gave money towards towards our move, towards our build up there, and towards projects there, and uh, towards raising funds for a car there. And I just, yeah, I felt like a failure. I felt very um, embarrassed, and I didn't want to tell anyone mm. why, why that didn't work out. And then, and then at the end of it, it was a lot of, a lot of different things, but um, I walked away regretting even, I mean, I can't, I can't say that I regret the things the Lord did in us, in me, and through relationships there, because those have all and continue to be a blessing to me. We have some good friends there um, that are still part of our lives. But, um, but yeah, that was, that was a hard fail for me. <laughs> you, but you didn't convince me to go. Like, I know, I, know I wasn't. Well, I can never convince you to do something you don't want to do. I know that. But, yeah, well, I'm, uh, yeah. But I'm just saying I, I presented the option, and it, it brought it into your, you know, your... Yeah, my Your spirit. thought process. Yeah, because I wasn't, like, I, I was in Panama. <laughs> like, because in my head, like, I can go there now because it's all done and over and I'm happy in Trinidad, Bolivia. But, like, the places that I wanted to go was Panama or Cuba. And yeah. even, like, before I even got into deep, like, thought and, like, deep prayer about it and, like, seeking, you know, whatever. Um, It was, like, Cuba, like, I, you know... Cuba's Cuba, man, and uh, yeah, two little girls, and like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. And so that was like a thing, and I just didn't, 
I kind of just from the beginning, like I I started drawing draw more to Panama. Even though like I've always like loved Cuba, I've always wanted to go to Cuba. Mm. And like if I was like if I was you, if I was in your shoes, like single, don't have a wife and kids, I would have probably been in Cuba and never. I don't know. It's just weird how things work out or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, we went to the DR and it just it didn't work out at the end of the day. And like for me, that is what it was. And so all the conversations I have with people, I mean, I just it, it is what it is, man. Like I can't, you know what I mean? There's nothing I can. So like I. I guess I would have a, I, I, it, it is embarrassing, I guess, but I just didn't, I just, it is what it is. Like, there's no need for me to be secretive about it. Like, you yeah. know, there's nothing like. I think so much was going on in our lives that I didn't process actually how I felt about leaving there until, until a little bit later on, maybe like a year later or so, because I just convinced myself that there was, um, it was just time to go leave there you know but I didn't know why and so we knew that there were legal reasons why we felt we needed to leave um, legal reasons that other missionaries don't feel is a big reason to leave but we we did feel that it wasn't right for us but there were other underlying reasons too it was, that it was like you know when my brother passed away like we had a conversation mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that mm -hmm. But it was like just to, and you know when people like when people you lose people you think about life a lot in your own life and stuff and you kind of reflect on that and so I just I remember saying to Melinda like let's just have a serious conversation about our lives and like what are we doing what are we what is this you know and it was just like it was a pretty straightforward conversation it didn't it didn't tarry much like no. you know it just kind of went I mean it was it was it's very simple actually it's like okay what are we doing. And it was like we presented the facts kind of to one another, like, okay, because we had lived in Bolivia before, and, and like, you cannot live here without a visa. Like, that's mm. just not happening and stuff. I mean, you can't, you're, you can't. <laughs> it's super illegal and whatever. And so that's our, kind of our thing that we have. But then, you know. It's officially illegal anywhere in the world yeah, to live which, somewhere. Yeah, but I'm not trying to get into that conversation. But uh, <laughs> yeah, because that leads to, anyways. Uh, but anyways, it, <laughs> no, like, but, you know, so in the DR, we had these uh, tourist visas. And that's what we had to get in. You pay 10 bucks and you're just in. Mm. Like, and we just did, man, we didn't feel comfortable. So we tried to get missionary visas and they were like, oh, we don't do missionary visas or something. I can't remember what it was, but um, they didn't do that anymore. And so it was like, and we tried for some different stuff. And they were like, well, you got to be a citizen. That's the pathway and whatever. Or a landowner. So then we would have just had to like raise a bunch of money to purchase land so we can become landowners or business owners. Yeah. And uh, we just weren't cool with like the process of that. And so like that kind of led to like, okay, well, what are we doing here? Are we going to be citizens or no? Because again, we weren't talking about anybody else. But for us, we did not want to live in a place without a visa, especially when we live in a country where one of the big complaints about immigration of people from other countries coming is that they live here without a visa or on expired visas. Because that's what people don't realize about the United States is people coming here illegally. Well, most people, the vast majority of people that are illegally in the United States right now didn't come sneaking across the border. They came on a visa and their visa expired and they overstayed. Yeah. And so I, for me, I just felt like coming from a country and, and a group, a it's the Christian group mostly who, you know, who pushes that, which is another topic for another day. But I felt it was deeply, deeply hypocritical for me to live here and, and somewhat supremacist for me to live here in this country mm -hmm. and think it's OK to live without a visa. But yet go back and, and I, I don't complain about like that because it's not my I've said this before on here, but it's not my job to kick people out of the country or bring them in. That's not my job. It's my job to serve people and love people. But equally, I, I don't know. I, just, I didn't. That wasn't it wasn't OK. Anyways, it was, there was an integrity issue for us. We can just say that. Yeah. And so um, we decided to leave. And so, yeah, it, it just it didn't work out. It just didn't work out. And we, I mean, we had people backing us and behind us. And, like, yeah. and let me, I'm saying it like they stopped back. And that's not true at all. Like, mm -hmm. people continue to back us. And yeah. stuff. I mean, some people, like, you know, kind of, but then that happens anyway. You know, stuff happens, life situations or whatever. But um, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was a time of, like, we just feel like we failed. Mm -hmm. And, again, too, like, on top of all the other stuff we were going through, like with my brother being sick and it was just a, a lot of confusion uh, that, during that time or whatever and so um but yeah so that felt like that then there was oh, for me there's another one um it's when we oh we, we were going to do the school ministry so you're here and you've seen school ministry like oh this is cool yeah that's awesome 
But you didn't see when, years ago when we lived in Cochabamba. I forgot about yeah. that. We raised money for the sound system yes, and everything. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. I felt terrible. So like we we wanted we've been trying to do school program for a long time, mm. and um, we tried to do it in Cochabamba, and it just didn't it didn't work out at the end of the day. Like I, I can I can't even tell you why. Like it just it didn't happen, and, it, and then it got to the point to wasn't going to happen, and so I was like, oh. But we like we had this plan. And we sat down, we raised money for that sound system that's in there. That we, Yeah, we use it now. And like, you know, a church donated that and sent it down. There was a team coming down. Um, so that was like awesome. And then uh, like the, 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 the turntables that are in there, that was part of the thing or whatever. And so all, that got donated. There were several things that got donated. Um, someone sent a laptop to be able to use with that stuff. And um, so anyways, so we, ha- we had all the stuff and then it like, it just didn't work like the school wasn't even trying to have the conversation mm. anymore like it, so now you know what I mean it's like we okay so what do we but I, I mean I did I wrote the people who sent the stuff and, and like again everybody was so cool like oh no no problem thanks for being honest you, you, the guy uh, the, the pastor of the church was one of my friends uh, Josh uh, that donated the sound system he was like man I know you guys will use it for something I did for a while like I was like man I want to show them we're using it and so anytime like we were using it like I was like taking a picture <laughs> like you know a hundred pictures later <laughs> yeah I just yeah, and it's not I didn't I don't know if I felt guilty I just maybe I've seen a lot of people do sneaky stuff enough to where I wanted them to know that I'm not being slimy yeah and sneaky and they never thought that ever not for one moment did they think that but I just felt kind of other responsibilities to, yeah. to make sure they didn't see it that way. Yeah, yeah. and then when we we did school, we started on school. Was it two a year? I guess you've been here for less than two years. So it was a year ago. Yeah, almost a year ago, right? Yeah, a year ago. Was it January? When did yeah, we? Yeah, started this year. Started this year. Yeah, uh, was this year? No, yeah. that's Early when March. we started going to. It was the end of uh, last that, year. Yeah, 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 because yeah. you did it for the promotion. Um, yeah. yeah. Start this year. Was oh right. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. It was a year ago from right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. is when it started here. Yeah, and then, then yeah, that's right. We went. To, that was this year in 2020. We went to yeah. right. Yeah, that feels March, like two, three February, years ago. March. Obviously, yeah. but he's only been here for a year and a half, or a year and three quarters. Yeah. So it had to have been. That's crazy. So that was this year. Mm-hmm. We went right before the pandemic. Yeah, because yeah. we were walking down the streets of Reyes talking about what might happen if a pandemic hit, but not really thinking that. Were we really? Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. Because it was like just starting to like break out in China and things. And so we were like following it along with that. And we were like, man, I wonder what's going to happen with this. <laughs> Little did <That's> we know. <laughs> crazy. Little did we know. That's so crazy. Like, I don't, this, anyways, so that was us doing the school program was we, we tried to start that three, three, four years prior and it didn't work. So we had this stuff to do it. So if I, again, the doors finally opened and then, boy, did they open, right? Mm-hmm. Like they opened even wider than they would have initially, but we didn't know that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for all that, not all that time, but like for a while, like, yeah, just like with that kind of guilt of, you know, like, oh, this didn't work. But that, that's the thing is this, this is going to happen is you're going to make plans and stuff mm-hmm. is not going to work out. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, it's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, there's going to be things that you felt like God put on your heart, which in, in this case, he did. Yeah. But the timing wasn't lined up, right? And that, that's, we, again, we had this conversation yesterday, like we're reading a book together or whatever with uh, me, Simon, and Rudy, and we've been kind of talking about this stuff and whatever. But um, yeah, everything's not going to work out the way you want it to work out. I'll say it that way. Um, and you may like, you know, hear or clearly from God or he may put it on your heart in a certain way and like, I mean, be sure, obviously, but equally, don't 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 let it destroy you if it doesn't work out. Because it's just that's just part of anything. You, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have moments where you fail. Where you I have a friend who says, um, you have uh, le- you have wins and you have lessons. You know, so you either win or you or you learn. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's really um, kind of the approach I think to take. It's like some stuff doesn't work out. Like, and I mean, even with our church stuff, we're doing like. It's, you can't convince me it's not going to work out because we're consistent and we're just not going to give up. But equally, there's, I mean, anything can happen, you know, or the community center stuff. Like we want it to happen, but I mean, there's always some type of chance that like something happens and it does, you know, it just, that's just part of it. And so it's like, you, you want to be cautious. And like you said, do your research and be wise and stuff and take the steps that, you know, you feel like God is leading you to take, which is a big part is be prayerful about the whole thing, you know, always be prayerful and, and that, but, 
It, it might just it might not work out, but be transparent. Always be transparent. Yeah. Be honest. That's a good practice. Be whatever, because even if some people do drop you for this thing, which I don't think they will, but even mm-hmm. if they did for the the failure or lack of whatever, they're definitely going to, and they should drop you if you're being secretive and mm-hmm. and, and dishonest yeah. about things. Um. Yeah, and so I mean, I think your only real option is to be not just not lying that's not the goal is to not not lie yeah it's to, the goal is not to not lie uh the goal is to be honest and transparent and and honest and transparent honesty and transparency are different things honesty tells the truth transparency leaves yourself wide open so everybody can see that what you're saying you know there's no there's no secrets and stuff and so i don't know i think that's my that would be my suggestion for it all for someone who has gone through it several times you know we i mean like major projects like the DR was a whole project within, I mean, and then, you know, we had to leave. And so there's that. And then, then on a smaller ish scale, but still it's not something little, the the school program, you know, that was a big deal. And so, yeah, I think for me, that's what that would be my advice to be honest and transparent about the whole thing all the time. Yeah. I think also like one of the things that I was, afraid of during during I guess any of those things you mentioned was was the drop of support like man they're not gonna continue supporting us but to realize that some people support projects and so Mm -hmm. if we start a basketball program and then a year from now we close or don't do the basketball program we should expect the person who started supporting us for basketball reasons to say, hey, I reevaluated. You're not doing what what I want my money to go towards. Just want to let you know that we're gonna, you know, stop support as of this month or whatever. Like it should be expected, you know. Um, but th- but we're thankful that we have supporters that say, hey, we're gonna support you because we love you and we believe the work God is doing through mm-hmm. you. So whatever you want to do, basketball, baseball, football, whatever, um, we're gonna support you. You know. So so and I think having both of those supporters are necessary yeah yeah that's crazy like how i don't know and and, and like it, it it feels cliche to say i guess but god like really is you know our um provider you yeah. know like he really like yeah he just really is like it and i'm not it's not in a lazy way but like man if, if god if it's something that god has really like kind of ordained to happen in your life then it will happen that is, again it doesn't mean don't work hard don't work towards it like absolutely because god uses your hard work sometimes as the you know yeah. um but like he really is a provider like he makes stuff happen like right now we are in the process of buying a piece of property yay, yay. everybody happy why did just nods his head on the podcast <laughs> why did your daughter ask me yesterday how much does that property yeah, cost yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's, I, we'll talk about this here, I guess. I mean, there's nothing much to talk about. It's just news more than anything. Um, so, yeah, we're buying a piece of property. Uh, you Obviously, one thing that we talk about a lot on this podcast and just in everything that we do, a, a word that you hear us use a lot is community. And so uh, that's just at the center of what we what we do. All, really, all three of us, uh, all four, all of us, mm. even beyond this room of the people that are here. I mean, that's just what it is for us is community in Christ. And um, but equally, the implications that community in Christ has for the community at large, for secular community or society, whatever you want to call it. So um, it's this is essentially us buying this piece of property. It's right behind our house. It's it's literally our backyard, which makes it feel weird that I have to pay for it because it felt like it was ours all along. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we we're in the process of buying it now. And that's the first step uh, towards community projects. And so. We have a lot of stuff that we want to do. As again, you've heard on here, we want to do small businesses to provide jobs and to be able to pour back into the community and stuff. Uh, we need our church needs some different buildings and stuff. Our, um, we want to have an actual community center. We would like to have a refuge house for pe- abused women and stuff like. So we have all we we want a community garden. We, there's a lot of stuff that we want to do, and so we don't know what's going to go on that property yet. But this is the first step towards building for the future toward taking that step towards building the community center right on the right on the podcast where we're talking about failed projects yeah. <laughs> can i just say how excited i am because i thought we were so far away from being able to do this mm. you know when when you look at our bank account yeah well that's where i was gonna go and so like you know we've been this is in a you know this is our podcast so we can talk about what we want right yes. um 
So we, it, yeah, it, it seemed, because this is something we've been kind of talking about. Like in Simon, I mean, pretty much ever since you got here, oh, it'd be mm. nice to own that property back there. Mm. Because there are three lots right behind our house, and there's two right next to our house. So, and actually there's a house on the other side of those, on the next to those three lots that's for sale, and it has three lots on it. So honestly, it would be great to be able to buy all that. But the first step for us <laughs> is the one behind our house, and it costs $10,500. So it's like, oh, man, you know. But a couple of years ago, we had a church give us like, uh, like it was like a thousand, one thousand four hundred dollars or something like that towards a future, and they, you know, it's like the grandma move. I know it's not much, but like, dude, you gave me a thousand dollars, so mm-hmm. like towards a future project. So we we just held on to that. I mean, this is four years ago when they gave it, so we kind of held on to that. We've saved up some of our money. Um, uh, I mean, pretty much all of our <laughs> money, <laughs> like we've saved up on our own, and then um, so that put us to around like uh. I'm, I'm, I might mess it up, like 5000 no, it put us up to like $6,000 or something like that, somewhere around there. It put us up to around that number, and then um, that we had towards the property, so we still needed like 4500 or so, somewhere, it's something like that, 4000 5000 something. Anyways, um, haven't even started raising, I'm going to go make a video for that right after we do this and get that all worked out and uploaded and stuff. We're going to send a newsletter, all that stuff. Um, hadn't done that yet. A friend sent us a f- friend sent us three thousand five hundred dollars towards that project, and we hadn't even really like we hadn't even fun like we literally. He just asked me, "What do we have going on?" And I was like, "Oh, we're just talking." Like his childhood friend, like lived across the street, known the guy since I was like five, mm-hmm. you know. And so just he's you know he's a pastor now, and like just hey, we're just chit chatting or whatever. And so they like. It, he was like, yeah, we just, me and my wife, we felt led to send you guys some money or something. And it was just a lot, he made a joke about it. Anyways, we, uh, so we got the $3,500 and we haven't even started fundraising yet. So now I think we need like, I should get these numbers solid before I before do a video. video. Huh? <laughs> like a five, no, two. Uh, like your last video when you had to put the meme on like the guy doing like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And that probably happened today. Uh, but yeah, and so now like we, to buy this $10,500 property, we need $1,500 is basically what it is. Uh, $1,500 is what we need to raise. So we started off literally from thinking we didn't have any money to buy it. Um, cause there's some other projects we're going to do in the future, like with media stuff and whatever, we need new cameras and we need new, there's a bunch of stuff. Um, and so it's kind of like, okay, well, what do we do? Cause you can't do it. And so anyways, like God has provided and made a way for us to get this first piece of property. And, uh, it's, I mean, to me, it's miraculous. It is. I think about the, the different parts that had to work together. First, the, the landowner um, said that she would be selling it but wouldn't take payments. Like, it had to be all in one. Mm. And then she called us asking for a loan. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> gotcha, <laughs> we need gotcha. to work something out here. <laughs> so I was like, come on, Ramon. And I were like, hey, come on over. Let's discuss. Yeah, do you want some coffee? <laughs> <laughs> you thirsty? You seem parched. You need us. Water? We need you. <laughs> Room temperature? <laughs> With lemon? Jalen, go climb that tree and get a lemon down for the poor lady. $500 off. Right. Like, so, so, yeah, I mean, it just worked out, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it really worked out. We know her. Um, yes. We know her pretty well. Mm-hmm. She knows us pretty well. And she expressed to us, like, that, you know, she doesn't trust anyone else to buy it as much as us. It was just a good, it was a, you know, it was a good right. thing. And so, I don't know. We just, you know, like, this is something that I've been praying about for a long time. And I, honestly... I can say this now because it's happening. And we, we do, we talk about this all the time about how we read these stories all the time. We read all these community stories books and we're reading a book now where these miraculously property acquisitions and stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating mm-hmm. because we always like borderline kind of complain to each other. Like it doesn't happen to us yeah, and like it's never going to happen. Yeah, like bought all this, this whole hospital for $15. And it's like, what yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. And while we're not getting, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like there's something happened that, could not have happened otherwise. That's my point. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay, so stuff does happen. And it is. Like, dude, we've been kind of moving our feet a little bit. And I'm not saying it's because of our work, but we're cooperating with apparently what the plan of God was. So it's been exciting uh, from that part to kind of get that going and stuff. And, um, yeah. So step one. Step one. Step almost one there. To that. Almost there. So if you want to help out with that, <laughs> you can go to redroots.org. How much more do we need? Like $1,500. $1,500. Hunyad. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Anyways. Yeah. 
I'm gonna skip over like you. Yeah, we know somebody that used to say that. Uh, hundred, one hundred, two hundred, three hundred. <laughs> how do you get that? And how do you say hundred so many times in a conversation? I just remember sitting there during our meeting, like how many times he gonna say it? Like I have to not laugh this many times. Yeah, great guy, man. <laughs> yeah, he's a like clown of money. Anyways. So yeah, no, God is providing and doing things. So I'm excited, man. We're moving that. We got a lot of stuff going on um, with that. And we got to kind of figure out what's... Uh, honestly, the first thing we'll probably do is uh, probably put some plants and stuff on it because it's there and we use it as like uh, gardening property the or whatever for now. The first thing we'll probably do is have to find tools to cut that stuff down. Find tools. Find tools. We have machetes in the back. But I mean like the weed What is that? The weed eater. Oh, the That's right. Yeah, so we'll probably have to buy some There are actual trees started growing on the property from it just not being taken care of. Yeah, we can pay somebody to come and chop it. Something. Yeah, we'll get it figured out. And then, yeah, we'll probably want to put some fence around it or something, keep horses and cows out. And then kind of we, I want to buy the two pieces next to it as well. They're $12,000 a piece. The other ones are too expensive. It's not too expensive for God. I know that. But they're too, like, I don't even want mm-hmm. to. Like, it's just absurd what she's asking. So anyways, so 10000 for this one. We got 1500 left. Then the next two, I guess, would be $12,000 projects each one. <sighs> Never ending. <laughs> and that's just the property. Then at that point, some point, we got to think towards building, right? Yeah. And all that, so... So, yeah, that's what we are. God provides, and it's, it is cool to see that when you do have these projects and stuff, and, like, you kind of get that affirmation or confirmation, both, I guess. Um, that, okay, yeah, this is the right thing. This is what we've been dreaming. I mean, like, how many times after lunch have we walked out back in my house and been, like, had the same exact conversation, mm. like, over and over, like, yeah, it would be great if we had that. And, like, you know what I mean? Just kind of, and, like, every time, it's, like, the first time we have the conversation. And sometimes you feel like, like, man, this is pointless. Maybe we're just dreaming it'll never happen. But then when you start to see those little steps take place, it, mm. it, it's exciting. It excites you. Like, well, yeah, like you said, well, now we got to start thinking about what the next step is because yeah. this was just all a dream at yeah. first. Yeah. Not a dream anymore. Mm. So, yeah, that's where we are. Mm. Are you excited about that or are you just not, you don't care? How does it make, like, because, I mean, you're part of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, like, it's exactly that. Or it's such, like, you have the dream about it. Yeah. That you kind of don't get too carried away when things start happening. Because you're like, anything, this kind of like. Wait, I wasn't ready for this. Yeah, you yeah, got comfortable like, dreaming. Yeah, like, you're kind of like, well, that, that was for like, that was step five. Like, yeah. Or yeah, stage yeah, five yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know. We, I gotta we, look we at could, it. We could go back to the the Red Roots yeah. podcast that we did, well, probably yeah. this time last year, or yeah. at the start of the year, yeah, or something. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. and faces. go and go through like, okay, what was stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four? And I'm a very like logical finger. I like my stages. <laughs> and so when when, when someone <laughs> jumps straight to stage five, <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. yeah. What well, I how think did we get there. The pan but the um, pandemic yeah, mixed up all of our phases and everything so much and uh i mean because the media stuff this is something we wanted to do we did the podcast already mm. but with the other media stuff it's something we wanted to do but it was like in the future yeah then pandemic hit we were forced to do not for but we wanted to do yeah, we yeah. were pushed into a position where it was helpful to do media stuff and so that kind of launched us off in that mm. and so now we're building a podcast studio right in this room right here right next not but in the room right next to us and like Time to get lights. That's another thing we're doing. Like, we're doing a lot of stuff. I guess a lot of stuff people don't know about. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. We're doing church mm-hmm. stuff. We're doing um, the community center stuff. Media stuff is another area we're building up. And then equally, at some point, back to school ministry stuff, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, it's exciting times, man. It is. It's exciting times. I remember questioning, like, do I really want to, like, go back on the mission field? After we left the DR, man, and my brother passed away, I was depressed and, like, like just done like mm-hmm. just i couldn't i just couldn't i couldn't and somehow i found myself back in cochabamba and like just cool to see how god restored that passion and that excitement even to better than before if i'm being honest you know what i mean just more guided more directed mm-hmm. read a lot more books you know gained a lot more <laughs> wisdom through that and stuff and uh i don't know i mean even you you being here is is like i think is a sign of god's faithfulness not to us as individuals i mean obviously we always look at god's faithfulness from a selfish perspective but mm-hmm. Just in general, um, God being faithful to Trinidad and faithful to what He's 
um, already declared that he wants to do here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but like, no, definitely that he's already, that he's obviously already planned what he wants to do here. And he's mm-hmm. not magically because God doesn't do magic, but he does God stuff like mm-hmm. miraculously. Like, I mean, I think it's really miraculous that we're all here right now. We don't see it as much because we were in the process. So we don't see how big of a deal it was for us to like get back, restore like mentally and emotionally to be a place where we can lead yeah. and stuff. And then for you to pop up when the people that sent you here were leaving before you even got here. It's just that doesn't happen. Mm. Like, you know, and no, then, I definitely recognize it. I remember um, feeling like our hands were tied when we were in the Dominican Republic because you can't do much without a, a team of people. Mm-hmm. A like-minded team is working towards the same goal. And every person we knew was already connected to a team because we had only known missionaries, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in our church community, which was the pastor was a missionary. So, you know, you don't go in trying to take other people's team members to build your team. <laughs> and so, when, you know, when we, when I, I often think about you, Simon and Rudy, and just the team that we have yeah. here that is so faithful and, and not just like, hand all hands on deck but also like are passionate and dreaming also you yeah, absolutely know? it's not just them taking on our vision it's them it's their vision, their vision. it's exactly. our, it's our vision you know what i mean yeah. like i mean it's god's vision right but like mm-hmm. we're participating in you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he's given us the desires of our heart you know what i mean he's given us and like there's an argument what does he give what you desire or your desires but he gives you your desires because what your heart desires is not pure and true and so he's changed our desires from selfish ones and american dream desires in our from our in our in our case to what he desires and so Mm -hmm. and then it's again just confirmed every time when rudy picks up and moves here Uh, rudy had a life in culture bump like you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. like he picks up and moves here he's from here but there's a lot of context you gotta understand about here and anyways he moved back here and simon pops up and it's just like, oh, oh, God is doing something. And it is easy. It would be easy to be like, yeah, okay, you know, mm-hmm. like, cool, you're here. What are we going to do? But it's like now, like, okay, wake up and, like, let's collectively steward properly, like, what God has given us and you and what God has given you and us and this place and God, what's God given the church. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, God's given all of us each other. And so how do we, again, community, and so how do we, how are we going to steward that for God's glory is, you know, through multiplication and faithfulness and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's where we are. Exciting. Yeah. I think as well, like um, one verse that was given to me before I came out here, um, I can't remember the exact chapter and, and, vote, <laughs> and verse, so don't shoot me for that. Or the book. But, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's in Thessalonians. I know yeah, that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it talks about, like, give yourself fully to the work of the Lord mm. and your work won't be, won't be in vain. Um, and I think that is what kind of helps, helps, like, just push me on. Um, and you're like, okay, you know, sometimes if things don't work out how you want them to, but if you give yourself fully to the Lord and that work that you've done, like these four months of the, of the football program, I know that somehow... That's going to be a useful time. I, I don't know what that's going to look like. It might not be for all the kids. It might be for one kid. I don't know. But that work will be used and fruit will come from that. Um, and even like the hard times, I think it, it re- reignites like your passion mm-hmm. for a place. I think you learn very quickly that you don't get that many quick victories in, in yeah. mi- ministry, in, in working overseas <laughs> and missions and things yeah. like that. And when you feel like you're making progress, like I was, I was working with one kid, I felt like I was made, building good relationships with him, things were working well. He comes to football one week at football training and he has a swash sticker tattooed on his hand. And I'm like, do you know what that means? He's like, nope, but my friend said it looked cool. And you're yeah. just like... Uh-huh. Depends on who you ask, my yeah. guy. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. And so you're just like, man, like you feel like you're knocked back so far, but then equally you're like, okay, and so I start messaging Ramon, being like, hey, do you know anyone that removes tattoos of 13-year-olds? <laughs> he did. He did from 13-year-olds. He specifically said that. I was like, but you also like, I was just like, and I don't think I can swing this to being like, okay, I'll pay for him to get a tattoo, to cover up this tattoo. Yeah. He's 13. It's like, I'm not sure how well that one, that one would go down. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you're like, you feel like you're making progress and all these little knockbacks come, but... um. I think it is exactly that. Like when you know, when your heart is lined up with what you feel God's heart is for this place, I think 
that's what keeps pushing you on. So even through the knockbacks, even through the hard times, even through the like, when things don't work out, mm-hmm. um, that's what pushes you on more is having that vision, having that. And then again, seeing the processes, so seeing like, okay, we're now buying property. Like we're now doing this, we're now doing mm-hmm. that. Um, and seeing all the small victories, however long they might seem to be taken. Yeah. And the beauty too of God is that he allows those situations, like even like in the book of James talks about how trials push us towards um, endurance, you know? And so it is building this character in us that otherwise cannot be built, you know, this, yeah. this, this strength and this hope and this endurance to, to do it for a long time, you know? If not, it's just going to be like, yeah, we'll stop this, we'll stop this, and we never complete anything mm. fully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, endurance. That's very true. Did you know, speaking about endurance, I read a, a statistic yesterday. Sorry, were we ending this? That was a good Just ending, go ahead. Right? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was speaking about endurance, and uh, I read a quote yesterday um, about the average uh, amount of years that missionaries serve on the field. Can you guess? Two. Two, okay. Five. Five. No, like I would have guessed four or five, right? And they said it was 12 years. Oh, that's interesting. That is pretty, that's endurance well, to me, 12 years. Yeah, that's the average? That's the average, average. yeah. But they, I'm sorry, let me correct this. American missionaries, North American missionaries. But that's not the average of people that I know. I guess I know a small section. Right. But anyways, yeah. So they said cool. it was, the, cool they started recording data in the 70s. Oh, okay. Well, now. that so makes it's not sense. Like, well, because some of the years are really high for people. Some people have been doing it for 40 years. That's mm. true. So that tips the scales, you know, for yeah. the, for like, you know. The two year, three year. Yeah. So, yeah. That's interesting That's though. Yeah. So we'll be coming up on average soon. Next year? This year? Um, so next year. 2009? What is this? Oh, this is 11 this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. One more year. Oh, yeah, we're almost in the year. We're in that year. Yeah. In our average year. Well, let's be above average in the let's average year. That's a 2021 statement. It doesn't rhyme with 21, but <laughs> hey. I'm thinking about a new, new uh, statement for the new year. Yeah. All right. Well, need to go record this video. You guys good? Yeah. Yep. Good chat. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. If you want to help out with our project, of purchase, of purchase, 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 purchasing property. Nope, that's not what we're doing. With purchasing property, you can go to redroots.org, make a donation there. If not, that's fine. Still listen to our podcast. We appreciate you. We love you. And we will... Actually, we won't see you next week. You'll see us next week. So have a great week. Provecho.